the book suggests that a newly made Mason should have a mentor for two years. I'd say a genuine mentor, someone who's, who's there to follow up with them, to check in on them, also maybe guide them in that spiritual journey. So I have to relate to that quite a bit, brother. You know, I'll tell you what brought me into Masonry too, was bring, going deep into the spirituality of, of Freemasonry and the symbolism and, and really spending time to reflect and feast on each ritual or, you know, each word. Bachelor podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, past master of Valley High Lodge 1407 in San Antonio, Texas, and current sitting secretary. And I have my co-host with me. I'll let him introduce himself. Thanks, brother. I'm brother John Hudson, master mason at Valley High Lodge number 1407 in San Antonio, Texas. And sitting junior deacon. And sitting junior deacon. That is true. <laughs> because of COVID, it's kind of, I have not been in in Lodge very much, but yes, very honored to be sitting Junior Deacon. Well, I appreciate you helping me with this podcast. I want to go ahead and start by just a little disclaimer that anything that we discuss on the podcast is not representative of any Grand Lodge statement or opinions outside of myself and Brother Hudson's. We wanted to have a, a platform for Masonic education through this podcast, but our podcast is going to try to focus on the books that are out there on Freemasonry, whether they're books that are 300 years old or new editions that recently published. We're hoping to bring some authors on to speak with us as well every now and again, some guest speakers, but we just want to keep this podcast a short podcast that brothers can get into and listen to about certain books. And we'd give them just enough details so they may want to go out and purchase it themselves Or we give them just enough detail to where they gain whatever they want from that information and and kind of just gloss over it and be done. We named the podcast Perfect Ashler because Masons, we're trying to grow ourselves and think about that rough Ashler that we are and just chipping away at it. And personally, education is the way to do that. I don't know what you think, Brother Hudson. Personally, education as well. I'm with you chipping away daily through life experiences. And just leaning into our fraternity, especially around these times. Absolutely. So the book that we chose is a more recent book. I believe it was published in 2018. And it was published by McCoy Publishing and Masonic Supply Company. And the book is 41 Million Men, The Importance of the Millennial Generation to Freemasonry. And the book is edited by Steve McCall. There are several essays that are in this book, and and something that really stood out to me is it's a relatively short book, and it's a quick read. It's really only 85 pages with resources in it. What did you think about the reading of the book? How, How did you like the book? Well, first off, disclaimer, I'm a millennial myself. 
I really enjoyed this book, especially be being a millennial. I could relate. It was a short read with a lot of great information in it. There are several topics in the book and just quickly, I'll go through a, the table of contents so that our listeners kind of know the different topics that are in the book. Chapter one starts with 41 million men. And really it's the title of the book, which comes from the idea that there are 41 million millennial men that are out there in the world that is a source that we can tap into as the fraternity. Chapter two is They Like You. Chapter three is Diverse and Diversity, Millennials and Race, Ethnicity, Sexual Preference. Chapter four is Educated and Seeking Further Light. Chapter five is The Millennial Approach to Spirituality. And then chapter six is What Next, which is kind of a call to action for anybody who's reading the book and how we can attract more millennials. The overall gist of the book is this idea that there are 41 million millennials out there. Do you recall why that was so important for the editor of this book? Yeah, I do. I mean, first of all, the book's purpose that the authors clearly state two reasons that they, they wanted to bring this book and, and get it out. One, to serve as an introductory guide for current Masons regarding millennial men. And two, to offer a prescription for lodges who desire to attract millennial members. This book really highlights how every year Masonry is, is losing 4% of their members and how this group, being the largest group in our population, can help fill that gap. Uh, a very engaged group, a group that's looking for, for brotherhood and experience. So what really stood out to me, and I, I like the book, is I'm a big build the why type guy, right? I want to know what is the purpose? Why do we have this? Why are we talking about this? Some people call it buy-in, but for me, I get it from Simon Sinek, start with why. And, and I think that, I think it's important. What I really enjoyed about the book is it also had a lot of statistics in it. One being that the average age of Masonic Lodges is 65 years old. Statistics that stood out to me was when the book was referring to technology it talked about how important social media is. And if your lodge isn't on social media, your lodge doesn't exist to millennials. And the reason why is because millennials, according to the book, spend 1.8 hours on social media per day. Mm -hmm. So almost two hours per day, millennials are on, on social media. 81% of them have a Facebook profile. 46% of them have an Instagram account. 38% of them have a Twitter account and 36% of them have a Snapchat account. Now I'm an ex ennial according to my research. From what I understand I'm a generation X or I was born in 1978. I believe some people put the, the millennial generation starting at 1980 to 82 in that range. According to my research, this new term of ex is because at the end of the next generation, they remember when there was no social media, no iPhones, those type of things but they now use it as well. And I, I probably fall in this category of using it quite often because I'm in education by trade. I'm an educator. So I use Twitter all the time for professional development and, and to build my brand of my school district on the good things happening, right? So we keep parents informed and things like that. My kids, um, which I believe your kids as well, fall under Generation Z, which my son is going to be a junior this year. So he's 15. And my daughter's a freshman in college. They don't use Facebook like the millennials, but they do use Instagram. They do use Twitter and they do use YouTube. Snapchat, Snapchat and TikTok. Is okay. It? 
right. you know, Snapchat and like you said, and they use YouTube to gain their information and, and things like that. So not only we, we have to start thinking my daughter being a Z generation Z or at 19, that's lawful age for another male to join us. So her graduating class in high school, they're now freshmen in college. Those, those are people we need to tap into too. What did you think about what the authors had to say about technology and the importance of it in social media and, and communication with that generation? Yeah, well, you hit on quite a bit there. And just to unpack, I mean, clearly we have to get ahead of it. So that's a big piece that stuck out to me. You know, you talked about social media, but let's go back to just communication styles around email versus text. You know, that's that's a piece too that stood out in the book is I know at our lodge, uh, we send out a whole lot of group emails. Are those emails even being clicked? Are they even being opened? You know, and some of our education nights, maybe that's why we do not have, you know, strong presence at some of those education nights. It's something for us to think about and to, to be better at. You mentioned your daughter being 19. Yeah. You know, with my oldest son, who's 11, he's gaining so much knowledge from from the YouTube videos, right? Uh So like you mentioned, it's just his education. He'll go off and find it on his own. You know, he'll go off and and I'll try to guide him. It it really highlighted how we can do that for our incoming members and and really set that up a curriculum, possibly even beforehand with YouTube videos and things to check out. It got me really digging in deep on how we can, how can we provide a better experience for our new members, new younger members. Yeah. Sure. And what stood out to me as well is the idea that our fraternity is, I like to think based on a certain spirituality, right? So um, we always invoke the grand architect of the universe um, and, and our God in that sense. And we're open to all religions, which m- millennials are more tolerant than any other generation. The, idea that they are seeking something deeper stood out to me because I feel like my own experience with other members of our lodge is that they're there for socialization and they're there for the the brotherhood and the coming together. Um, It makes me wonder if we need to be offering more to the millennials in the form of education. And that might come in the form of one-on-one mentorship in a sense to help them understand the esoteric pieces of Freemasonry and the, the spiritual side of it, what we gain from that, because it's, it's something that's important to me as well. But I had to seek it outside our lodge before I became a leader in our lodge, in a sense, as an officer, and I could produce those things. And you started to see more older brothers gravitate towards that. But still, Overall, I think that's the younger generation that's more in tune with that. I don't, I don't know if that's the same perception you have. The book outlines that, or suggests rather, that a newly made Mason should should have a mentor for two years. I'd say a genuine mentor, someone who's, who's there, can follow up with them to check in on them. Also, maybe guide them in that spiritual journey is key. So I have to relate to that quite a bit, brother, is... You know, I'll tell you what brought me into Masonry too was bring, going deep into the spirituality of, of Freemasonry and the symbolism and and really spending time to reflect and feast on each ritual or, you know, each word. And uh, and, and I think we, we need to call that out into our brothers. So that was, you're, you're spot on, spot on there. 
Yeah. Something that really stood out to me on one of the statistics was that really struck home really is that at, by 2015, the millennial generation had already uh, surpassed the baby boomer generation, right. which was our biggest generation. So that kind of stood out to me because I think there's some positive behind that. You know, you and I had a private conversation about COVID and what's going on with COVID. And would you like to share with our listeners, like your theory on where we're going to go with masonry next because of that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, because we've been in this, this isolation, (laughs) as you call it for, for almost, you know, a year now, you know, after this happens, I think we're going to have kind of like the roaring twenties, you know, we're going to pop back up again. I think there's going to be a a boom. There's also going to be a boom in social gatherings and searching for meaning. Freemasonry offers that. It's some place that you can go, not just for to socialize, but also to build each other up. And I think this is a great opportunity for our fraternity to be, and I'll say it, is, is looking, seeking out men for our fraternity. I think that's on the horizon. But we have to be, as this book suggests, we have to be prepared. Yeah. And, and we have to be knowing what this younger generation is looking for. Um, so there's a lot of stereotypes within this, within this generation. So that's not always the case. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And I think that one way to be prepared is, is, is a lodge. You have to have an identity. Mm-hmm. There are different types of lodges out there. And I think that each lodge identifies with its members based on their interests. Um, you know, you have college lodges, Harvard Lodge. You have the Texas Lodge of Research, which is a, a lodge from like a typical blue lodge. You know, that's why people gravitate to Scottish Rite for maybe more education. People yeah. gravitate to the shrine to more philanthropy to be, you know, have fun. Blue Lodge has to come to an understanding of what their identity is. And that's where that preparedness comes in. And I think that the officer groups or the the core groups of those lodges have to come together and strategically um, come up with a plan, a strategic plan, a three to five year plan to know where they're headed and know what they, their goals are. And because those millennials are looking for charitable opportunities and philanthropy. They're looking for education. They're looking for spirituality. They are looking for mentorship from older members. So what is the identity of your lodge going to be that's going to help you get to that point to where you can attract those members? And they can pick you, so to speak, because not every lodge is a fit for every Mason and not every Mason is a fit for every lodge. Right. Ultimately, they have to be able to decide that for themselves because I feel that with technology, they have the opportunity to socialize through social media because they feel like that that to them is a way of socialization. That's all they've ever known. Where myself, who went outside and played with the, the neighbor kids or perfect strangers, that doesn't happen today with this generation. They didn't grow up that way. And if they want to do philanthropy and charitable work, they can do it online through a GoFundMe account and within a matter of hours have thousands of dollars, even possibly millions of dollars that they've raised because of all their followers. And I think you had an interesting story about that with your son. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, it's really looking at, I think, before you get there, is looking, having a hard look at the current state of your own lodge, mm-hmm. right? Is, is what is our current state? What is the age of, of our lodge? You know, and what does this look like? And that's something that we've been talking quite a bit about, but what is needed in this lodge, in our lodge, to make sure that we have the foundation for the future, right? right. So, and every lodge is going to be different. I had a scenario where 
My 11 year old came up to me and he asked me, Hey dad, I really want to support this cause. There's a online gamer reviewer is raising money on a live stream for St. Jude's. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. First of all, I was glad that he came up to me to ask me that. Boom. You got it. The second of all, I got on there and before I hit enter, it said $1.4 million, right? That they were already at. And they were only on there for two hours, by the way. So it really blew me away, you know, and then it kind of got me thinking of why would an organization not pick ours, right? What are some of those reasons or why would they? So I think us as, as a fraternity, as individual lodges, you take a long, hard look at that and see how we can, you said branding, you know, I think mm-hmm. that a lot of it goes back into being present and intentional in the community. <laughs> yeah. and making sure that we're good role models in the community, but we're also highlighting that in different ways. That's one thing that we could probably do a little bit better. And it's not that difficult. It even highlights it in the book is just making sure, take a couple pictures and post it on social media about what, what your lodge is doing. You're doing things in the community, right? Yeah. That's an excellent point. One thing that we have done in our lodge for the last few years is we've gotten really good at posting things online. Mm-hmm. Tell you the number of members that we've received that are already master masons because they see that we're active. And in their mind, we're active because we're posting events online and things we're doing in the community, which is simple. It takes a few seconds. And then the other thing we've done is we've tapped into the Nextdoor app, which is huge here in Texas. I'm assuming it's nationwide by now in the United States, but there's a, an app called the Nextdoor app that is so targeted that it's a missed opportunity because it only targets the local neighborhoods that you are registered in. So you can register your lodge. Now you have to register yourself and your lodge's address as like a residence. But once you do that, you get a postcard in the mail, you put a little code in and it accepts you. And you have literally, when we post on the next door app, access to over 10,000 people within a three to five mile radius. Mm-hmm. Think of that. When we have members, including myself that drive almost 30 minutes to get to my lodge, when we have all these people that are that close to our lodge, that if we post on there, not only is it an opportunity to highlight the lodge and possibly get new members, but it's also an opportunity to show the community that we're there to support them. And every time we donate to the elementary school down the street, all the parents can see that, hey, we're giving school supplies to that school. And they might be more willing to support us if we have a fish fryer, we have some sort of opportunity. We did a trunk or treat posted it on there. We had hundreds of families that came by to, to get candy from our lodge because it was a safe place that they could come. And the next thing I think is super important that people miss the opportunity is that we don't live at our lodge. So we're not there every night. We, we may be there twice a month, maybe three times a month. The next door app keeps track of all the crime and things going on in the neighborhood. So you can definitely keep an eye on what's going on in the area and know, you know, if your building got tagged or if there's tagging going on or vandalism, those type of things. That's a great call out. And yeah. it goes back out to use it, utilizing those tools. I mean, yeah. utilizing those, and you've really highlighted too, just the, the social media presence. Right. Like we, we have to, we've got to continue to highlight, you know, what we're doing in the community. One thing that I thought of while I was out at lodge the other day was, Hey, you know what? I don't know if it'll work out, but maybe like a, where someone can come up and they can grab a book 
you yeah. know, and return it, right? Little book library or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, that's something that we could we could put out there and see and see how that works out. But yeah, that's it's great great resource. Yeah, it's awesome. And I think that you know our education nights at our lodge because of COVID, we started doing education nights through this platform of Zoom and Google Meets and presentations. And the majority of of guys that show up are the younger guys and mm -hmm. an older guy who who has really appreciated it, but we also record them and send them out to all our members. Uh, we have over a hundred members. We, we sent an email from a YouTube video of that education night. And so I think that the millennials and younger generations will hop on those and, and learn so much from them. And, and I think it's a great opportunity to just continue to build that brotherly love and that opportunities to connect at the same time that we're saying we need to tap into our younger generation, but there are some older generations that have been paying dues for years. We also need to keep connected to. And so doing things like online stuff and sending them videos or an audio podcast or just checking in on them is super important too. So we're not saying you missed that opportunity, but we're just covering this book right now. But your future in, in masonry is a lot as a fraternity with the lodges is all about the members. If you don't have members to pay dues, you don't have guys there to mow the lawn or to cook, yeah. or to do charitable work, then, you know, what's our purpose? And so it's important that we think about how we get these guys involved and, and help them build the fraternity. Not only how we get them involved, but what are their personal interests, right? Like that is a key piece is mm -hmm. we had a brother on our recent uh, education night. We asked him the question of what brought you to masonry? And just that simple question really shows you can get so much from that if you're being present and you're listening and we're building those those personal relationships with each other. You may have a brother in your lodge who comes in and he has a certain craft that he's really good at, or he likes to do PowerPoint presentations, whatever the case is, and that's a younger brother coming in. Just knowing that and tapping into that and asking is, is a way to continue to engage his members. This book just highlighted a lot of food for thought around opportunities and being strategic is another big piece just just continue to be strategic and building with intention i like how it stated once again a three to five year plan this isn't hey we're going to go out and just recruit a bunch of members and then drop it it's like no there's we're going to build a three five year plan that we're going to sustain and that's really what i took away from the book and that's something that i'd like to incorporate in our lodge so for sure awesome Brother Hudson, do you have anything else that you want to wrap up and share about the book? No, just highly recommend it to any Mason. I encourage you to pick it up and it's a lot of food for thought. So thank you. Yeah, I agree. And definitely I'd love to hear from you. So if you want to send us a note, drop us an email, go ahead and do that. And let us know what you think about the podcast. Subscribe to it. We hope to put one out at least once a month. So our brothers can can hear about new books and things that are important to masonry. Until next time, make sure that you keep chipping away at that rough ashlar and keep molding yourself into the perfect ashlar and be good upright masons and stay on the level. <laughs>